Hey, it's Benji Cole, son of Al Cole from CBS Radio and host of People of Distinction. The talk that gives an in-depth view of some of the most dynamic, intelligent, and successful people on the planet. Run to our website, peopleofdistinction.org, for more info. Or you can always email me directly at benji at alcoholenterprises.com. And on the line with us today, we have John W. Weiser. We're going to be discussing his amazing book, Grasp the Nettle, Appreciating the Bold Life of Bishop William E. Swing. Now, it's available for purchase through Amazon, as well as BarnesandNoble.com, pretty much all the online book resellers. Head on over there today, pick up your copies, and while you're at it, Grasp the Nettle is the anchor for today's interview. It's really going to be the one that we fully discuss but people, John has another book that he's written that is absolutely gripping. Now, this one is a memoir. It's called A Thousand Kisses, A Family's Escape from the Nazis to a New Life. Now, right there in the title and really in the subtitle, you have an idea of what that one is about. It's going to keep you at the edge of your seat. It's a nonstop page turner. You're going to want to pick up that one as well. And before we go any further... I want to take this opportunity and point out John was brought to our network today by one of the best advertising firms in the business. People, if you follow us, you already know I'm talking about Content Media Press. Listen to me. For my writers out there who have gone through their process, creating your masterpiece, and now you find yourself in a precarious position because, well, let's call a spade a spade. Now you need help moving that masterpiece, right? You need help getting exposure for your book well if that's you do yourself a favor and contact content media they're one of the best in the business to do it and this is exactly what they specialize in so head on over to contentmediapress.com today and gather all of the ways that they're going to help you do just that and listen it is an absolute pleasure to have john here on the line now, as I mentioned, this is a book that you want to add to your shelf. I mean, both of his books are incredible. We're going to be discussing Grasp the Nettle today. Now, this book, although it's going to be in part John's relationship with right there in the, said, in the, in the subtitle, Bishop William E. Swing, and the influence that he had on John. The underlying message is something all of us can take to the bank. This book is meant to inspire its readers of the power of God and how much he cares for all of us. And even in some of our darkest moments, some of our most challenging times, if we allow it, our faith and you know our relationship with God can be the flashlight to help illuminate our path in some of our darkest times. Listen, this book has so much to offer, but I promise you, by the time we've concluded here today, you're going to be convinced. You're going to run to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you're going to purchase your copies because you're going to realize how great of a resource this book truly is. And at the end of the day, don't take my word for it. Take John's. Okay, it's his book. He's written it. He's done the research, and he's going to be able to articulate everything much better than I ever could. So sit back, strap in, and have your notebooks ready. John, first and foremost, welcome to People of Distinction, and thank you very much for being a guest. How are you doing today, sir? Thank you, Benji. I'm doing fine. Well, John, listen, man, it, it is a true pleasure to have you here with us. I think what your book represents, what it symbolizes is something 
we can all utilize right now. John, I don't think I'm going too far out of the, the realm of possibility here by saying there is a lot of division in the world right now. There are a lot of obstacles and challenges that we are all facing. And of course, those challenges vary based upon the individual. But one thing that is certain, John, is we're all feeling it. So to have a book of this magnitude that represents so much, it truly is something that can inspire and help illuminate the dark days ahead. So thank you for writing the book and thank you even more for being a guest here to discuss it. Before we go into the words on those pages, though, start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself and your background. As my memoir indicates, I'm a refugee from Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. We had to leave because it turned out something I could not confirm for many years, that my father was Jewish. So he had to escape, and he managed that. And then my mother, who was a Catholic and could have stayed in Austria, decided she'd rather be with her husband yeah. and take her children with So the four of us then were trying to find some place that would take us. And my parents wrote many letters to many countries and were invariably turned down. People just didn't want more Jewish people in their country. Wow. Eventually we found sort of by accident a visa to be tourists in Brazil. And being tourists meant that you could not work. Mm -hmm. So my parents had to find ways of feeding the four of us while not technically working. It led ultimately to a couple of years in the interior of Brazil, far away from civilization, where my father, who was a doctor, took a job as the manager of a tapioca plant. And we lived there until a Nazi came to town and persuaded the owner of the tapioca plant to fire my father, which he did. And we went back to Rio, and there we met a very gracious, United States Embassy man who helped get us into the United States. Wow. We came here and had a very successful life. My father took all the medical exams again and became a doctor in the United States. And we practiced, he practiced in New York City and I grew up in New York. Eventually went to school up in Boston, got a degree in law at Harvard and then practiced law in New York City for about 20 years, then ultimately took a position as the head lawyer of a big company in San Francisco. In the meantime, my wife and I had nine children. We now have 12 grandchildren, so we've had a very full life. Yeah. And when I was back in San Francisco after I retired, I began working for some non-for-profits, and I was introduced to Bishop Swing who was just starting what is now the world's largest grassroots interfaith organization. And I've been very interested, obviously, because of my background in interfaith activities. So I've been working with Bishop Swing for about a dozen years. And as I worked with him, I became more and more impressed with what he was doing. And did some research on some things that happened before I'd met him. And ultimately wrote this small book called Grass the Nettle to tell you about a dozen major incidents in his life and what we can learn from them. I actually wrote it for my children and grandchildren because 
I was having a 90th birthday party and Bishop Swing was going to come. And then COVID came and his wife had difficulty with her lungs and he decided it was too much of a risk to come to the party. So I decided I better write a book about him to tell my children and grandchildren what a tremendous guy he was. So that's the origin of the book. But I think it's a wonderful book. I think a lot of people would enjoy reading about this fellow because it really is there's a hymn, a Christian hymn that says, the Lord is my God and my redeemer. Of whom should I be afraid? Mm-hmm. And that's really sort of a, a quote that fits Bishop Swing. He's not afraid of lots of challenges that scare the rest of us, but he just plunges in and he does it. So it's, uh, I think, a ripping story of a really remarkable man. With an opening like that, I mean, I think we're all convinced, right? I mean, what a plug, people. And this, you know, if this is how we're beginning, imagine what you're going to be embarking upon when you pick up the the book and you surf through it, right? And you journey through those pages. John, follow-up question here for you. I love your title, Grasp the Nettle. I mean, there's something about it that is very intriguing, and just stops you in your tracks and, and you know, it really just, it draws you in. And I think that's what you want, right? As an author writing a book, you want yeah. to catch people yeah. and stop them in the tracks and really make it appealing for them to come in. Now, here's the thing, John, as I'm trying to piece it together, grasp the nettle. See, when I think of nettle, I think of the plant, right? It has sometimes some stinging qualities and things. So now I'm trying to put it yeah. together here. Talk to us about that title and why you chose it to be the representation for your book, John. Well, because as you say, many nettles have stingers. Mm -hmm. And if you grab them the wrong way, you get stung. But if you know how to grasp it, you can grasp it and not get stung and pull it out. So that was the idea that if you're not afraid and you do it correctly, you can succeed. Whereas otherwise, you will get stung and get hurt. There you have it. There you have it. People, I'm telling you, Amazon, Barnes & Noble are where you got to go. Grasp the Nettle is the title you have to pick up. While you're at it, check out his other book, A Thousand Kisses, A Family's Escape from the Nazis to a New Life by John W. Weiser. John, follow-up question here. I want to go into inspiration next. It's clear to see after your opening introduction, and you talked about the influence that Bishop Swing had on you. I understand why this was a book that you wanted to comprise. I get that. But here's the thing, John. It's very easily could have stayed as a book on your shelf. I mean, your background is in law. So I'm sure there's a lot of writing that comes with that, but not necessarily creative writing. Talk to us about why you felt compelled or inspired to take it a step further, write this book, and then put it out for the masses. So go back a little further. Uh, As I was raising my family, I realized that my children knew very little about my family's background. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to do tell them something about that. And so I went to a series of night classes on creative writing. And I did that for about four or five years. I did a lot of writing when I was a lawyer, but it was a different kind of writing. It's not the kind of creative writing. That captures your attention. So I wrote, I did the classes for a number of years, and I sat down to write A Thousand Kisses to give my children and grandchildren 
a background and a history of the family, which otherwise would be lost when I died. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning. Once I'd written that, I had that under my belt, I realized I could write something. So I was sitting there, and when I was working with Bishop Swing, I became inspired by what he did. And again, I wanted my children and grandchildren to know the story. So I sat there and I wrote this book, Grasp the Nettle, to tell them and tell other people in the world who might be interested in a man as as inspirational as this guy is. Yeah. You know, John, curiosity here for myself with this next one, but what would you say was a highlight for you? Throughout this entire process, creating the book, going through the revisions, getting it published, hearing reviews, what would you say was something that either A, was a highlight for you, or B, something that surprised you that you weren't anticipating before you began? As I did research, I found stories I had not heard about Bishop Swing before, and they were very inspirational. And the real satisfying thing was to get this done and be finished with it after a year or two of work. So it's always great to finally put the last period at the end and say, here, I'm finished with this now. Let's share it with us. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I, I, I chuckle lightly, John, because as an artist, I mean, listen, we've all been there, right? I mean, it's one of those things where it's so hard to come to a completion, right? Because there's always more that can be done. And as someone that is an artist, you know, himself, I'm in a different medium. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker and an actor, and I can tell you, John, it always seems to be right after I complete a project, I get all of these other ideas about different things that I could have done, right, or pieces that I could have added, <laughs> and then it just makes me want to go back and do more. But you know, at a certain point, you got to wash your hands of it, and you got to say, I'm finished. I'm done. I love that. John, thank right. you very much for clarifying and Listen, as we start to switch gears here, as I mentioned, I'm an artist myself, and I love to utilize my platform to pay it forward to other artists out there listening in. In this instance, John, we're going to focus on the writers here. You are someone that has been through the process. So you have a lot of wisdom to share. Well, John, my next question here is I want to go into, I want to go into vulnerability. Because any artist, I don't care the medium that you're in, you're going to be able to relate to this. But John, how do you, how do you maintain confidence in your writing abilities and face the fears of vulnerability that comes with putting your book out to the world, right? Because once you publish it, once you release it to the world, you now are leaving yourself potentially susceptible to some, some criticisms, well, how do you maintain confidence in your writing abilities in order to do that, John? There's nothing like the old saying, keep your seat in the chair. That is, you've got to keep working at it. Yeah. And you have to redo it a couple times, but the work is the answer. And the easiest thing to do is to just say, well, I'm busy today. I'll do something else. But it doesn't get written that way. The only way it gets written is for you to put your seat in the chair and keep writing. Mm-hmm. And rewriting is necessary and revising and changing things around to make them better. But that's the, that's also the satisfaction that when you can see an improvement in what you're doing yeah. and you, you tell the story in a better way. I'm working on another book now and it's, it's again one of those things where I get distracted. I'm busy with a lot of other things, but it's very easy to stay busy with the other things and never write. Mm-hmm. But you've got to overcome that and make the decision that you are going to write and sit down and do it. 
John, what you just said spoke volumes because it's something that surpasses the borders of creativity. Yes, it's it's specific to writers in this instance, but the notions that you I mean the foundation that you're talking about here is something that can be applied to anybody. I don't care what background you're in. You can be in banking and utilize what you just said because really what you're talking about is perseverance, right? You're talking about this at the end of the day just rolling up your sleeves and getting to work. And sometimes that's hard to do, right? Fear can be Fear can be very demoralizing. It, 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 it can freeze you in your tracks at, at moments. But you have to have the bravery and the courage to just do it. And understanding that when you do it, sometimes criticism, when it's constructive, <laughs> and I want to highly emphasize that word constructive, can actually be beneficial. Right. You're sharpening oh, your yeah. tools. Right? You're 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 becoming yeah. a more polished individual or artist in this instance. And that's why your words right. were so powerful there, John. Thank you very much for that. And listen, as we close out, I wanted to leave in a little bit of extra time because I think your memoir is beyond compelling. It's something that a lot of us have heard about through history books, right? When we talk about Nazi Germany and the absolute heartbreaking circumstances that so many people experienced, there are a lot of people around today that have firsthand occurrences, but a lot of people just remember what was told through history books. It's rare that we get somebody here in our network that has a direct experience as compelling as yours. So, John, I want to give you this opportunity. Your other book, your memoir, is called, again, A Thousand Kisses, A Family's Escape from the Nazis to a New Life. Tell us a little bit more about that narrative. And I know you said that you wrote it so your children can understand who you were, who your family was but talk to us a little bit more about the narrative and why you think it is such a compelling book, not only for your family, but the public at large. Well, I must say, what I found in writing the book was I was working with a large batch of letters that my mother had saved, letters that my father and mother had written to each other when he had left Austria to escape the Nazis and she was still back in Austria trying to get things wrapped up Wow. So we could all leave. And the title of the book comes from the ending of letters that my father would write to my mother. And almost always signed those letters. I'm sending you a thousand kisses. That's incredible. That's incredible. The, what I found, I was writing the book to give my children a lot of background on the family. And what I found really as I was writing the book is that I was uncovering the love stories of my parents. Yeah. It was very deeply to finish that story for me. You know, John, there's something about what you just said. Again, the, the story itself, as we've already acknowledged and recognized, the circumstances that the Jewish community faced in Nazi Germany and really under the Nazi regime, 
is something that is absolutely heartbreaking and a catastrophe that we hope never happens again in the history of humanity. To see through all of that trauma in just that title, A Thousand Kisses, and you're talking about you're sifting through these letters and you're experiencing the love that your parents shared for one another. There is something so beautiful about that, so pure about that. The, the image that comes to mind, there was a poetry book I remember years ago that I had uh, read by, in, by an artist, and the, the title of the poetry book was called The Rose That Grew From the Concrete. And I always yeah. loved the, the poetry in that book is, is, is fantastic. It's written by Tupac Shakur for, for a lot of my listening audience members, if you want to reference it. And it's a, it was a wonderful poetry book. But the imagery with that particular poem was beautiful, right? Because it showcases this, this pure, beautiful, and just majestic flower that grew through such difficult circumstances and it reminds me of this love story that you're talking about with your parents where through all yeah. of these what would appear to be insurmountable odds their love still remained strong their connection still remained and the foundation of that connection was really probably in a lot of ways what helped each of them get through such difficult circumstances that's absolutely incredible. That's incredible. John, yeah. listen, man, <laughs> you are the truest embodiment of a person of distinction. I could sit here and I could talk to you for hours, man. I, I, I love this conversation and what we're discussing. People, you know what you got to do, okay? We're done here today. I'll keep talking to John, but I'm going to talk to him off the air. You all know where you got to go. Amazon and Barnes & Noble, I said it before, I'll say it again. Pick up your copy of Grasp the Nettle. Appreciating the Bold Life of Bishop William E. Swing. While you're at it, check out his other book, A Thousand Kisses, A Family's Escape from the Nazis to a New Life. And check back in frequently because as John already stated, there is another book he is currently working on that will be released very shortly. And you're going to want to take advantage of that one as well. Head on over there today and get lost in all of it. John, this has been a true pleasure, an absolute delight. Thank you once again for being a guest on People of Distinction. It was certainly my pleasure, Benji. Thank you very much. It was a wonderful interview. I enjoyed it.